everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. This is our 20th episode of On Friendship. Very what? exciting. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm Mildred Rachel Wagner and Lisa's here. Sure am. Hi. <laughs> yeah. This is all started uh, when with cri- the Christmas choir. Doesn't that seem like a million years ago? It does, but we did do that during the summer, I remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. And we've done, of course, more than uh, 20 podcasts together. That's just the official on friendship ones. Yeah, it doesn't count all the the cookie crawl ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or like when we did the seven-year hitch, those kind of things, because that was pre- <laughs> On That's probably what really got the idea going. Like maybe we should yeah. keep uh, keep this going, keep it going. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so have you been enjoying your summer? Um, it's quite busy. I am doing yeah. summer teaching, and it's six weeks, Monday through Friday, two hours of class. But that doesn't include like the grading and the prepping, and so it's pretty intense. But otherwise, it's going pretty good, and I look forward to when the class is over. <laughs> Love you, students, but I'm going on a a zoo tour of the Midwest as a vacay, (laughs) and I am ready. Let's do it. (laughs) That's a creative idea. Are you going just by yourself? I am, but uh, then I'll stop and see friends and stuff like that. I was just thinking, like, what do I like to do? What can be active and what could be socially distanced if needed to be? So Mm -hmm. that's what I thought. Brilliant. (laughs) Love it. That's great. Well, today we are finally talking about a movie that aired just this last holiday season. And mm-hmm. the minute I finished watching it, I said, <laughs> this is going to be an on-friendship episode. Uh, we're talking about Holly and Ivy. And that was a film that was on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Uh, they're, um, the uh, Miracles of Christmas, it's called, mm-hmm. uh, Block. And it was my sixth favorite film of 2020 Christmas when we did our ranking. And yeah, and I I think it really does stand out because uh, it's a lot more about friendship than it is about uh, romance. Would you agree? Yes. And I remember sending you me, you sent me a text message that says, did you record Holly and Ivy? And I was like, what? Oh my God. So we had to wait for it to re-air. Yeah. And so now we're doing we Christmas wait. in July. <laughs> Christmas in July. Yeah. Cause I had thought about doing it in like January or February. And I think that maybe that's why I went from stepmom because it was yes. the same kind of vibe. And I was like, oh, I don't have Hallmark on my YouTube TV. So I have a special app just to record my Hallmark movies. Oh, good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this movie, uh, it's, uh, it, it is about a, a uh, the official summary is a contractor helps a woman renovate a house so she can adopt a sick neighbor's two children. That is the most bland summary I've ever heard. <laughs> Really missed a boat on a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, but it stars Janelle Parrish, Jeremy Jordan, Marisol Nichols. Uh, overall, what did you think of the movie? Okay, my first thought, my first immediate thought. So the actress who plays Melody. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, she's, the, she's a villain type character and Pretty Little Liars. And that's what I know her from. Mm-hmm. So the first 10 or 15 minutes, I was like trying to shake off the fact that Mona from Pretty Little Liars was a librarian. 
So once yeah, I got I, past that hang up, I was like, <laughs> okay, this is really cute. <laughs> yeah, I knew that she was on that show, but I didn't know that she was a villain. So villain type it. is what I'll say because that show uh-huh. has a lot of uh, who is. So the the concept of that show is trying to figure out who this person is that says, and they use the initial A, and so there's a lot of is she or isn't she a and and uh she's seen as more like a villain type character so for anyone Mm. although it's been over for many years i don't want to spoil the series i'll just say she's villain like or villain type (laughs) Uh, and of course jeremy jordan uh all of us broadway fans know him for his many roles on broadway especially newsies he was in the broadway so that's the guy that melody is dating in this movie yes because he's a little bit of a dreamboat <laughs> he really is he is very and I didn't, I, I this is my first that i can think of first movie i've seen with him and i was like well who's this <laughs> i was yeah, like all right rachel <laughs> in, all, in all of elise's boxes friendship dreamboat. Yeah, evidently, he, evidently he's also I, on Supergirl, I've heard. Oh, but yeah, I, don't I haven't watch seen Supergirl. that. But I mean, I might be more inclined. <laughs> yeah, but on Broadway, he was on wait in in Waitress. Okay, he yeah, was in Waitress. Uh, he was in Newsies. That was definitely his most famous role. Mm-hmm. And then he was in. Uh, they did my uh, Bonnie and Clyde, a uh, musical that he was in. Uh, it didn't do very well. Oh. <laughs> I love the Bonnie very... and Clyde story as much as you can say you love a story about two people who go around robbing banks. But um, yeah. that is a fascinating story to me. So um, mm-hmm. so I'm excited. Even if people didn't enjoy it, I probably would be like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it only ran for a month, which is oh, not no. I know. Two mo- actually, two months. So not, well, not very I mean, well. It's kind of hard to sing and dance with guns, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, of course, uh, the he played Jack Kelly, the lead in Newsies. And, nice. Uh, so a classic. You watch, if you have Disney Plus, you can watch Ooh. the recording of, of Newsies. Look at fun. you. Another box added. Alisa can watch <laughs> other movies or entertainment they're in at the touch of her fingers on streaming. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Sorry, and... I just kind of laugh because I'm sure people who are listening right now are diehard Hallmarky fans, <laughs> like watch Hallmark, and I'm like, ooh, who is this? guy wait what's going on who's that they're like i, know, I mean i just think that actually a lot of people probably don't know him but that aren't in like the broadway world yes but that's yeah. really where he i think he's kind of famous for is, yeah it's being super charming and and broadway. expand our horizons rachel expand yeah. our horizons i love that it. that's my only like bone to pick with this movie is we we never get him to sing not even over the opening credits or anything but he does dance at the end that's sort true. Of. He does dance. That's true. <laughs> um, and enough. then Marisol Nichols, she's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, she's on Riverdale. Okay. We'll watch mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. She's also on Teen Wolf, uh, NCIS 24. Wow. Yeah, she's on 24. So she's done a ton of stuff as well. 
it's always interesting and how so like pretty good these cast. people will come together into yeah. this one you know snapshot of a movie but then considering their other work i i always think is fascinating mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i think you can tell and we'll talk about it more but i think you can tell in a lot of ways that they spent on this movie mm-hmm. uh one of the things even though they don't they don't have jeremy jordan sing they do have <laughs> expensive music in this movie Mm. which to me is like a little sign that they really believed in this and they really wanted it to be good because uh because you don't have because songs like rocking around the christmas tree yeah uh, the sleigh bells song and they even have a frank sinatra um, song those are all expensive those are not public domain songs they're they're expensive songs Wow. And uh, so that was something that stood out to me. Also, like little things like they actually have them reading the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which mm-hmm. normally in Hallmark movies, it's like some fake book because yeah. it's cheaper. So it'll be like, <laughs> my they friend were going... the hedgehog or, you know, like, I mean, just some made up book. Yeah. Well, they were like <laughs> the going Mary all hedgehog. in as, as a, they were going all in on her being a children's librarian, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, so I appreciated little details like that. Also, the fact that the big activity is sledding. Yeah. <laughs> because you have to make a ton of snow in order to do that. <laughs> Insurance. And, uh, so that's why they have skating so often at, yeah. in these movies, just because it's super cheap. I was going to say skating. sledding also seems like people could get hurt faster, so they probably need more insurance. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. And and then also that's why they have them baking cookies so often. Those are like the two cheapest activities to film. So there were like little things about this movie that I was like, ooh, they spent money. Well, <laughs> and I movie. love all these little, like little tidbits and stuff because I'm like, I wouldn't know. And, it's, <laughs> and, and as someone who is obviously being baby stepped <laughs> Uh, a collection yeah. of movies to appreciate Hallmark as a whole, you know, like these are things that then I can use. I am armed with information so that when I watch I something, I'll be like, they believed in this movie or, oh, they did. Oh, this was kind of a cheap scene. Is that what they wanted to do here? So yeah. you're helping me be able to appreciate and critique a future Hallmark movie. So right. I like it. I'm in for it. <laughs> well, uh, so I was actually a little nervous when they first were advertising for this movie because it they were really building up the the tears and this was going to be a heart-wrenching film and everything like that in the trailers. And I I was worried that it would be a little too kind of Nicholas Sparksian for my taste. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've seen like Nicholas Sparks movies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mandy Moore. The, a walk yeah, to remember. usually end up with somebody <laughs> dying from cancer. Yeah. And that's the case here, spoiler alert, that there is somebody that dies from cancer. But I, I thought, so I was a little bit nervous because I really don't like those kind of movies. They're too, too manipulative. It's yeah. too much for the most part. There's a few that are good, but. Uh, but I was nervous about it, and and typically Hallmark isn't the best at dealing with those super. Yeah, they kind of have to know their lane. Yeah. So when they deal with these super emotional uh, topics, it doesn't tend to be the best. And so I was just nervous about it. 
Uh, but I actually think they handled it really well. And the way that they kind of had the script structured, it is sad. You definitely tear up, but it's not that kind of like over the top yeah. emotional manipulation that I was worried it would be. Well, my only my only bone to pick with that is uh, here's the thing, friends, like straight out the gate, like so pleased to see not only a Hallmark movie, but a Hallmark Christmas movie that focuses more on friendship or where the romantic relationship is secondary. Mm -hmm. And I wholeheartedly encourage Hallmark to continue making these movies for all of the seasons, but especially in Christmas. But the one thing that I have to say is, and, and it doesn't necessarily need to take away from the story that we watched here is that as they go forward with friendship stories, it should not always be about a friend losing another friend, right? It should yeah. be about someone always dying of cancer, right? Like, mm -hmm. and I think sometimes that's what we get, right? That it's like, oh, you're here to be the second mom or to to kind of jump in as right. this role versus like, this is truly our friendship and and, and that sort of thing. And, and I mean, we see it a lot. Um, I, I think one movie that's not hallmark that that stands out in a way that is slightly different as beaches although yeah. that's the case they were friends for life right yeah, i was so, just thinking of i was actually going to say beaches because yeah it does have that it, same element spoiler alert but but also it, it's you know we go through this whole journey of their friendship you know meeting as kids and yeah and fighting and and romances and competition and all you know their failures and then we get to sort of when life you know all these life moments come and and people do get sick that's absolutely true but i think there's also additionally other stories that we can tell but mm -hmm. i i did really enjoy this movie i'm just saying if like any hallmark execs are listening right now you know Let's get more friendship stories, yeah. but let's also broaden them, you know. I think what's maybe hard about friendship stories is is what the conflict is is going to be. Gotcha. Because because you don't have that same like commitment to yeah. each other that you have as a married couple. Um and so there's not like the, quite the same stakes with a friendship as a married couple. And uh, so how do you kind of make that conflict mm -hmm. like as compelling? Yeah. Uh, and as... I I'm sorry. No, no. I just think that, I think that's the struggle. Yeah. Uh, with, with, uh, with writing something. I think that's what I would maybe struggle with, with writing a friendship story mm -hmm. is how do you make that conflict without it being something, you know, something like someone dying or something like that. Uh, what do you do to make it kind of and make the characters grow and change? Yeah. And I think that in addition to that, it, it could be a struggle for what would be Hallmark because some of the issues that friends might go through might not feel Hallmarky <laughs> yeah. if you're like, you know, but I think something like a breakup, um, a romantic breakup and a friend being there and seeing the struggle of maybe uh, the friend going back to that partner and the back and forth of like wanting advice and not listening. Like, I think that could be compelling. Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, you know, getting there's lots of conflicts that could occur um, and it could be about the nature of the relationship being voluntary 
um, mm-hmm. and and that friends don't always have to agree. And so seeing some of that struggle, I think there's stories to tell, but I think you're right. And, and especially within sort of the Hallmark lens that it could be difficult. Um, but I, I think there are conflicts to explore. I think that, uh, I mean, just the challenge of, I mean, I think that's, I think that's part of the issue is that because we don't see the value in friendships in the same way we do as romantic, that it can be more challenging to see what struggles friends Uh go through, like friends who don't provide support during trying times, friends that are going through difficulties, like, but, you know, Hallmark doesn't cover, say, maybe mental health, you know, so like, yeah, so I think there's there's a struggle there. But if we did put a little bit more of a, an investment as a society, this isn't Hallmark's problem. This isn't an individual's problem. It's just overall society that, you know, if we focus a little bit more on friendship, it might be easier to maybe uh-huh. see what those conflicts might be. Yeah, I was just thinking about it that I yeah. think that uh, that television, we get more particularly female friendship stories than we do in movies. We have mm-hmm. a lot of recent movies about male friendship. Oh yeah. Uh, there's been a, a, a ton about sort of unlikely uh, male, you know, friendship, male bonding. And I think uh, that, you know, just, th- I was just thinking about like Rhoda and Mary on Mary Tyler Moore show, the golden mm-hmm. girls. That's like a good ah, example. Yes. Um, even you could have Rachel and Monica on friends. There's a lot of, uh, female friendships on television, I feel like. Yeah, I think that we tend to see more male friendships in movies. And so I think that sort of su- mm-hmm. supports the idea of your hypothesis. Now, I I often teach gender communication class. And when I talk about friendships, I make this sort of like slideshow of images from all of the, the shows and movies of friendship. And the men's one is far bigger than the women's. Yeah. Or it's longer. It's like 76 slides, I think I saw last. <laughs> I, I mean, feel like when you have when you have female friendship, a lot of times you have groups like the Babysitter's Club or mm-hmm. Joy Luck Club or, you know, things like that. Book Club. Yeah. And, yeah, which is interesting. Well, and I think like the male friendship might not be the focus, but there's so many of them from like even like the Fast and the Furious, right? Um, you know, like their friends are their family and, you know, and this starts with like the Paul Walker and Vin Diesel in the first movie. I mean, you can see it with even, you know, when Jon Stewart was on air and him and Stephen Colbert were friends and often guests mm-hmm. on each other's shows. You can see it uh, with basketball players, rappers, um, the Big Bang Theory, you know, like it just, there's just so many examples where, it might not be the focus, but then, you know, you focus on girlfriends, the TV show. And it's like, that's the focus is like these, you like you said, a group of, a group of friends. So mm-hmm. um, that was one thing I, I liked about Big Bang Theory though, is it did evolve into the, we're totally off topic now, but one thing I like yeah. is that it did evolve <laughs> into the girls also being friends. Exactly. Thank you. I was like, so girls, so Penny doesn't have friends or what? What's yeah. the deal here? <laughs> But I guess the point we can make here is that there are stories to tell that maybe representation across different things. There's there's more that we could all do. And I'm mm-hmm. sh- I think that we would enjoy those stories. 
in addition to the stories that exist for romance, right? And this was, like I said, a lot better than I thought it would be. I actually really enjoyed it. And it was refreshing because it's nice if they're going to have 40 movies and it looks like they're going to have more than that this year. It'd be nice if you had, oh, one's a kind of over-the-top comedy, one's a traditional rom-com, one's a Mm -hmm. heartfelt tearjerker. Like, if you sat down to watch a Hallmark movie and there was, like, a tiny bit of surprise of what you were going to, what or you didn't know what you were going to be getting, that would be nice. Yeah. Yes, we want them to keep the formula because we love the formula. Absolutely. But, again, when you have 40 movies, it's okay to stray a little bit. Yes. Can I say that I... My mouth, like my jaw was on the floor within like the first 30 seconds of the movie. Because you want to know, I haven't seen, I don't have Hallmark on YouTube TV, right? Mm -hmm. So I get it through a different app. And so I don't see commercials. I stream. I don't see the ads where, you know, like I, I saw ads when I watched it this movie and I was like, Oh, I wonder how Christmas she wrote was. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, but one of the things is I thought Holly and Ivy were going to be adult friends. And I was like, wait, they're the little girl sisters. I was like, I'm already surprised and interested. Tell me more. (laughs) Yes. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. From the award-winning author of A Royal Christmas Wish comes a charming new romance in the Pine Hollow series where Happily Ever After begins with adopting an adorable rescue dog. Lizzie Shane's Once Upon a Puppy is an opposites attract romance featuring a type A lawyer, a free-spirited birthday party princess, and their rambunctious Irish wolfhound who brings them together. The perfect addition to your summer reading list, Publishers Weekly says Once Upon a Puppy will capture readers' heart from the first page. Available now wherever books are sold. You can even look for it at your local grocery store. For more about Once Upon a Puppy and Lizzie's entire Pine Hollow series, visit www.lizzieshane.com. That's lizzieshane.com. She starts out, she has her vision board and her little ornaments. And you know that that's going to you know uh, key be a key element into the story. Mm-hmm. And she goes to the library and she gives uh, the little girl the little bear book. And that's mm-hmm. kind of her dream is to be able to work with kids. And and uh, I kind of liked that the meat cute, the real meat cute that actually, well, there's kind of two meat cutes in this story, mm-hmm. in this film. But the, the real one is between her and Nina mm-hmm. uh, when they meet, out, uh, when she's moving in. And they yeah. their little, like, they get to know each other. And it's really cute. They have immediate chemistry. Yeah. And I, they, you, you feel like they have a bond immediately. And I, th- I feel like that's just so true to life. Is like, mm-hmm. they're just people that we just naturally connect with sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Like, I know that we often might talk about, like, love at first sight and whether or not we believe in it. I think, you know, there can be friends at first meet. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I believe that these two women would be friends. Absolutely. From the beginning, I thought mm-hmm. that actresses um, in terms of that chemistry was really good. And so I really enjoyed that. And I also enjoyed the chemistry with Melody slash Mona from Pretty Little Girls, um, with the two little girls as well, the sisters, Holly and Ivy. Yeah. The little girls were really cute. They're so cute. (laughs) Yeah. And they felt real. Like, they didn't feel too mop top. Yeah, exactly. Like, Mm -hmm. there was probably some guidance from the director, but I still believe them as, as these girls who 
like one's into like decorating and the other's like i want to make stuff myself and that you can be sisters and like similar things but also like different things and and just being like their connection with their mom and like yeah like i was on board with all of that um i there are a couple things i wasn't on board with with the their meat cute can i can i pick my bone now mm-hmm. yeah Okay, the girl's like, is your car full of books? And she's like, yeah, I got my master's in library science and I'm like a children's librarian. And I wanted to be like, if those books are ones that you had for your entire life, they should be packaged better. <laughs> I was like, have you ever heard of these things called boxes? <laughs> like, yeah. it looked like anytime she took a turn, those books were going everywhere, open a door, they're falling out. Like, I, and I know that they were visually trying to get this idea that yeah. she loves books, but also like maybe her current state of who she is in the world and everything. But I still was like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that if this was like your precious books from childhood or just your favorite books that. Even like my paperbacks that I get for like nine ninety nine at at a bookstore, I'm still putting in a box when I move. It's just easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that was no, like the first that thing I was fair. like. Mm. <laughs> they were definitely trying to just make it because if they were in boxes, it it'd say be books quite, on I guess the you side. could reach in and get the books, but it yeah. just like screams like book lady. Like kind of yeah, yeah. I just was like, um, I get it, but also. Mm, boxes <laughs> right books on the side don't have them taped closed books coming out because the other thing is can you imagine being like do you want to do you want us to help you unpack the car and if i saw her back seat i'd be like no nah, i'm busy <laughs> how many trips would that be <laughs> so i was telling my friend stanford the other day that he was he was going to help a friend move and I'm like you're the nicest person I ever because he could have used the podcast as an excuse to get out of the movie and I'm like you you actually changed the podcast in order to help someone move like that's the nicest thing that's a good friend right there (laughs) but yeah moving is the worst it's the worst so much as, as I get older it feels like way more uh what's the word I'm looking for you just have more stuff and you just get more yeah it's just like yeah. it doesn't feel like like a, a some pizza and maybe some drinks doesn't seem like an yeah. exchange anymore that's what i <laughs> oh, told him i, I said get it's to not worth everything. it pizza and root beer it's not worth it yeah i was like oh wait i get to move things hurt my back and get heartburn no thanks yeah. <laughs> so what did you think of the meet cute between her and i think it's adam is the name i just say jeremy, jeremy jordan, jordan. Yeah, the whole meet cute with the I was just trying to mansplain. You clearly know what you're doing. Do you think that was <laughs> yeah. charming or? Um, I think that I thought he was handsome, so I might. I don't know if I let it slide or not, but like, <laughs> I I thought like the way he said that, I think made it better. But like the words alone on paper, I don't know if I. <laughs> I I'm as soon as I hear mansplain, I'm like. Mm. Well, but I that think might they, just be me. <laughs> I think that he was being kind of self-aware. Yes, and yes. It, I thought it was kind of cute. I have to say, I liked it, and they their cute little banter back and forth uh, between them, and I think they had okay chemistry. My uh, my main 
I guess, gripe with this movie, if I was going to say something, is I kind of wish they just got rid of the whole his dad element. That plot yeah, line I thought was not interesting. I didn't really like the performance. It was just a little too mean in this like really sweet movie. And he's being all like mm-hmm. super mean to this lady who's doing this really nice thing until finally he, he's redeemed and does something nice. But I don't know, just that whole plot line I could have done without. Well, and I'm kind of like over like you're obligated to do this thing when it's, it, why does it like if someone's like yeah i want to go into the family business then cool but if they're like i have a dream why are you like let's crush that dream <laughs> and i realize there's like family and all the stuff that's involved but in terms of like a story in which i am watching for say entertainment i'm kind of over that storyline yeah right like the being forced to do something um i don't know i just feel like like, I mean, if anything that we've learned in the last couple of years is that life can be short and unpredictable and terrible and, um, but also good. So let's focus on the good stuff and make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's too I mean, short it was, to be like, mm, yeah, I guess I have to do this thing that I'm going to hate yeah. every single day, you know? Yeah. I mean, I did, I really liked kind of the compromise at the end of the movie, but mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know. I just. I felt like you could have had all of that as far as them figuring out what they want to do for the work without having the the father character be like an actual character and him being all mean and, yeah. and everything like that. I don't know. I just, and it, it, it kind of reminded me of why you were sleeping because mm-hmm. in that movie he wants to build furniture. Yeah. <laughs> but like the dad isn't a jerk about it. He just doesn't know. Yeah. He's just not being honest with his dad. And and here's the thing that was what twenty some years ago. It's been yeah, done. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I think like either that could have been changed, or that other scenes could have been included that was about the mother and the daughters, or mm-hmm. um, the mother and the friend, or the friend and the daughter. Like, there's lots of different ways that maybe we could expand it upon uh, that storyline. And, and him just being someone that she's met and is interested in. And, and, and that's okay too. Like, cause like how many times do we hear stories about people and we don't know anything that's going on and we don't need to know all that. The story is about Holly and Ivy and Nita and uh, Melody. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so Nina comes over and uh, she passes out at uh, Melody's house. And mm-hmm. that would be very upsetting. Yeah. And uh, so obviously she's really concerned and we find out that uh, she has had, uh, she's had lymphoma twice Mm. and she's beaten it twice. Mm -hmm. And so she's pretty sure at this time that she's going to hear bad news from the doctor. Yeah. And that's definitely, you know, very, very devastating, terrible. Yeah. So there's no getting around that. And, uh, and the, you know she's like, oh, it's just nothing. I'm like, Are you crazy. What's Somebody that? Came over and passed out in my house. Like I would be, I would probably call nine one one. Yeah, well, it could be like, well, it also just means that like she might have to share something that she's not comfortable sharing with someone she just met. Like, so mm-hmm. it's got to be a really tough situation on her end, even if she has a connection with someone if they've just met. Like, it can really force upon conversations that we're not right ready to have yet. 
Um, and so, yeah, that's a tough situation for everyone to be in. It's like, what do you do? How do you handle it? Um, and, and how do you say like, are you okay without being like, tell me everything mm-hmm. <laughs> or why did this happen? <laughs> yeah. And then they show the, the puppy and that little puppy is so cute. Oh my goodness. But there was a lot of cat slander. (laughs) The girl's like, why do you want a cat? It's on the dream board. And then she's like, dogs are way better. And I had to cover Ferguson and Rooney's ears so that they would not be offended. (laughs) Poor cats. They always. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you find out the, the kind of thing for them is they dance in front of the Christmas tree and that's super cute. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he, uh, Adam asks her on a date and he says, I would scout first and then run away. Scout's on her. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a scout. <laughs> and uh, so then he asks her on a date. I like that whole scene. It was really cute. And then we get the, uh, the decorating scene at her house. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's rocking around the Christmas tree, Brenda Lee. And mm-hmm. again, that's how one big clue that they spent money <laughs> on this movie. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that's not in public domain. So it's expensive. Yeah. And that's why a lot of times when you watch a Hallmark movie, you hear like some really generic, weird song about like, <laughs> Christmas is great. Christmas is here. And <laughs> are like, something like that. You're like, what is this song? Oh, that or that's why they love Silent Night because Silent Night yeah. is in the public domain, so they so can play fun. it as much as they want. In a, in Christmas at Graceland, it was nine times. <laughs> what was the one where they like danced to Silent Night, yeah. and it sort of like was like, "What's this vibe? <laughs> what are what are you going for?" Other than this is what we can afford. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been done quite a bit actually with Silent Night. <laughs> I don't know. It just really kills the mood in some yeah. ways. <laughs> when they are dancing to A Holy Night and Silent Night, it's a little <laughs> ridiculous. It's still romantic. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's too bad that I'll Be Home for Christmas isn't in the public domain because I feel like that song would be the perfect oh. slow Christmas song yeah. to dance to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Anyway. Let's get it cracking, people. <laughs> We need to help out with the public domain here. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we uh, we find out about her story, about Melody's story that her birth mom gave her the elf. And then she was living with family for five years and they gave her an elf every year. So she ended up with, I guess, six elves. Mm-hmm. And uh, she then had to go back to the system after five years. Mm-hmm. which is brutal. I mean, I can't even imagine taking yeah. like a, a five-year-old little girl and yeah. oh, taking, I mean, it must, I'm sure that does happen. And there are yeah. foster care caregivers that have to make those decisions, but Oh my gosh, I can't well, yeah, imagine and, doing that to a five-year-old. And the system's Being, tough and rough as it is, you know, um, even staying in, you know, having a foster parent the whole time, it's, I mean, it can be tough. And it seemed like, um, in terms of what, you know, she carried these elves, she has this vision board, and she even says at like one part in the movie that, 
you know, she's just never occurred. She does everything herself, like putting books in her car without boxes. Like, this is the way I do it, right? I do everything myself. And it never occurred to her to ask anyone else for help. And so maybe some of that also indicates maybe the type that might be a sign from being in foster care or in the foster system and being like, you know, I, I figure, you know, I have to figure out life myself once I left the system, things like that. Not saying like not everyone has a bad experience and there's so many wonderful foster parents. I'm just saying like that in her case, it seemed like maybe that's why she has like the vision board. She's she's looking for something in particular. Um, she's holding on to these like the one memory mm -hmm. or moment that she did have with her mom, if you will. And just that it never occurred to her to ask for any help. And I think that's part of what um, this movie does is like through friendship, we when we have good friends, we know that we can rely on people to help us through tough times, through uh, diagnosis of cancer, of uh, moving, <laughs> you know, whatever it might be, big or small, that that that's part of the function of friendships is to help and that we don't have to do everything alone. And in particular, it doesn't have to be one friend like Nina and the two daughters or even um, Jeremy Jordan. I don't even know what his character's name is at this point, but that's okay. Yeah. It's classic Elisa on Hallmark. He's on friendship, calling him by the actor's name. Once I know who he is actor wise, <laughs> but I like, I think it, it it also shows like it takes a village and like in that particular town of Chippewa Hills, like or Chippewa Falls, excuse me, um, that all these people who had connected with Melody over the time she had been there wanted to help bring her house up to code so that she might be able to adopt Holly and Ivy. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a pretty important part of the story of friendship is that there's nothing that we have to do alone when we have good friends. Yeah. And she says elves are the hardest workers in the Christmas story. I identified with them, which I had never thought about before, but it's totally true. It's very cute. I liked that theme that throughout. And I think then when it comes back and those people are helping her get her house in order and they bring yeah. back that idea of the elf, I was like, Oh my God. Yes. Friends mm -hmm. are the elves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then we jump ahead to the moment where Nina tells her about her test. And I really liked the way they did this because her immediate reaction is to say, well, I'll take the girls. And then she pulls back and is like, oh my gosh, what did I just say? Yeah. Because I, and I thought that was so realistic because I think if anybody, you'd want, you'd have that reaction of, well, I'll help because you're just, you you want to help and you don't yeah. want, but then you, I think everybody would kind of step back and be like, wait a minute, you know, this is two lives that I have to care for for forever, you know? So, yeah. And so I thought that was really, it would have felt very, to me, very disingenuous if they had just kind of left it at her immediately offering and didn't have that sort of second where you pull back and be like, wait a minute, I got to think about this. Yeah. And even so, because they haven't known each other for that long. Right. So, yeah. um, cause I swear the one, and I was like, okay, Elisa, just go with suspension of disbelief. But I was like, this is the longest Christmas season in life because it seemed to last years. 
<laughs> in the sense of like all the things that happened, right? Um, and so just even in the time frame, and again, I do believe there's like you can be friends at first meet, but yeah, to agree to something like that, like it's even like, wait, what am I actually agreeing to? Like, have I really thought about it fully? what it entails and if that's something that I'm capable of doing, right? Because it's not just like, can you emotionally do it? Can you mentally do it? Can you physically do it? Can you financially do it, right? And so yeah. there's lots of things to consider and that doesn't seem like a decision that would be made in the moment. But I think that you would have that initial Oh, absolutely. Like, like response. Let's, oh, so I like yeah. that they had both. I really Exactly. Do. Exactly. Yeah. I, I was agreeing with you with yeah. like a roundabout, like, cause you're not just going to be like, yeah, sure. And then end scene, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like there are yeah. things to consider and that's sort of what's making her then pause is like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I really thought that was good and well done. And so then she's talking to JJ I liked he, he asked her out to, I think, pasta or something like that. And he's, she's like, I thought we were going out on Sundays. He's like, Sunday's too far away. Aww, that was kind of cute. cute. <laughs> that was really cute. Uh, so <laughs> she asked JJ to help. I mean, why I say JJ? That's what I wrote in my notes. Jeremy Jordan. Jeremy Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so she asks Adam to help with the house. And uh, he says, help where help is needed, not just when it's easy. And they, they're talking about, and so they both have their sort of dream jobs and what are they going to do? Cause she could work for data services, but she dreams of being in a library. Uh, there's, you meet Patricia from the library. She has, uh, Melody has tons of ideas about how to make the library better. Mm-hmm. But uh, Patricia basically says like, we think you're great, but we just don't have the funds. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of sad. And uh, then uh, she gets really upset when she sees him going into the ice cream store with a woman and she Mm -hmm. thinks he's on a date. And it turns out she's the director of urban planning. And so she, you know, she's like, you haven't made any commitment to me, but she's obviously very upset. And, Somebody uh, likes Jeremy Jordan. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, and then we also get a scene with Nina where Nina says, you're not my nursemaid. You didn't sign up for that. And I just loved this part didn't make me tear up. And she says, yes, I did. I'm your friend and the person you asked to be your children's guardian. Mm-hmm. I love that. That was really yeah. a sweet scene. I thought. Yeah. It's. I, Yeah, I also really thought it was, it made me tear up when she said, I bought a house bigger than I needed because I wanted to fill it up with people. Vision board, family was (laughs) on there. Included cat, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) There will always be room for anyone to be called family. Mm -hmm. Which I thought of you when I saw it. I was like, at least I really like that line. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Anyone can be our family, especially our friends. <laughs> yes, that's right. And uh, you have the, uh, she does the interview with the data services. She meets with the lawyer and the lawyer basically says like, this is what you're going to need to do. This is not going to be easy. So she decides to do the interview and uh, it seems to be going pretty well. And I liked the fact that they kind of acknowledge in this movie 
that we're still going after our dreams, but there's going to, it's okay to like put them on hold for a little bit so yeah. that they can, so they're going to have these jobs and then they're going to do the, you know, do the bookmobile, the, uh, the furniture. I kind of like that, that, that was a little bit of realism. You don't not necessarily usually see in this kind of movie. Yeah, and I think the fact that she couldn't find a job at the beginning, I was like, well, Merry Christmas. Like, I was like, this part's too realistic. <laughs> like, that all these the budget cuts and the jobs and that sort of thing. But yeah, I think that realistically, that sometimes there's things we have to do to get to do the things we want to do. Yeah. And so um, I think a lot of times we can be in a rush to make those dreams happen, not realizing that some of these are steps help us get there along the way. And that we do have to take these other steps because of need or whatever the case might be. And so, yeah, I'm on board with that. But at the beginning I was like, man, if I would have watched this around Christmas, I might be depressed about <laughs> like the job situation, you know, but Cause sometimes I'm like, when I see, you know, I think I've told you that, you know, growing up as a lifetime movie watcher, that is far more like villain based or, (laughs) or darker and things like that, that when I watch the movies that you're like, Hey, this is the movie we're going to watch that a lot of times I think it takes me out of the stress or the situation I'm in. And this one time I was like, Man, I mean, I have a job, friends, but there's so many people who don't. And so like, that's where I was like, this feels too real to me. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, I really liked the whole um, sleigh, the sledding scene. I thought that was really fun. And like you said, something we typically don't get because it is really expensive. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, I don't know, just fun. It was a nice break from all the emotion. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you needed it. And then you have them making the ornaments and that's when the dad was really annoying me. He's coming in and being all grumpy when these like cute little girls are there. I mean, I I just feel like almost nobody is that much of a Scrooge. (laughs) Except for Scrooge himself. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, and then we, we have, uh, it was made a little bit better because then when they're, when it's just the two of them are together, the dad says, you like her. And he says, I like all of them, which was really cute. Oh, yeah, that's and see, that's the thing that I that I think I enjoyed about this movie is that that the friendship between Nina and Melody and the idea that like she's not going to replace their mother, but she is going to become mother like or or another word might be like mentor or you know something like that Mm -hmm. um and so i think that's a level of friendship and connection that's happening and so i enjoy both like the adult friendship and then the connection between melody and the girls but what i enjoy about the romantic relationship with it being included was like it was mainly all the good stuff that i like from the the rom-com type movies Mm -hmm. or the romantic focus one without all the yucky stuff like we didn't have to worry about um narcissist guy wait what do you what what does what do you call the the guy that's usually the ex-boyfriend that you have to get rid of oh the bad man of business yeah the bad we didn't i guess the dad was the bad man of business in this (laughs) movie but like romantically we didn't have to deal with that it was like oh yeah let's get these 
So that's what I also liked about the romantic. Like I was like, they seem like a good match. Yeah. They're cute together. Um, he says cute things. And so like for someone who's like, I'm here for the friendship. I actually enjoyed the, the romantic stuff yeah. too. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah. yeah. And so then they're reading how the Grinch stole Christmas and uh, so books are for sharing. And the Nina says, you did that. You inspired them to start reading more. And, and that's mm-hmm. really cute. And then Nina gives her the elf. And oh my gosh, that's one of the most. Oh yeah. Parts. That one. When I was like, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> I wasn't ready for Nina to be like, here's an elf to indicate you are a part of our family. And I was like, okay, I didn't know I was going to be crying on my couch eating Taco Bell, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. And she says, you moving next door is the best thing that ever happened to us. Yeah. And Which is also an indicator that we can make friends. Sorry, I'm really pushing it this time, y'all, because this is like together together. This one is also about friendship. So I have to like, you know, get in all my shots on friendship. Right. But that, you know, friends can be our neighbors. Friends can be people we meet at the library. Um, you know, like it's it's just being open to where we make friends, you know. Yeah, so. yeah definitely. And uh, then uh, the whole, the crew coming to help get the house up to code. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they says, you have elves in your home now. So cute. Yeah, that I was, was like. I thought that was, I didn't see that coming either. Like, that was like, oh, snap. That's a good she connection. Says, yeah. She says, I spent my whole life thinking I would do it alone. And then people yeah. show up and open their hearts. See? So cute. So yeah. good. Friendship. <laughs> and she decides on the name of the bookmobile. She says, going to be the book elf. The elf that brings a book to your shelf. Which yeah. is really cute. Yay. <laughs> I P.S. When I was a kid, I loved the bookmobile. It used to come up to the grocery store parking lot about three blocks from my home and we'd go up there and I love going. But also, I I really appreciate this movie as well because I grew up with a mom who's a librarian. So I was like, "Ooh, Nancy's going to love this one. I'd be like, Mom, did you record Holly and Ivy? And she she watched it when it aired and I recorded it. Yeah. And she's like, she texts me, she's a librarian. And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Gotta love anyone who is sharing books with kids. And like, I just love how she says at the beginning when the girls are like, how many books do you have? And she's like, I can never be alone when you have a good book. Yeah, that was cute. And yeah. I like they give her that little reading nook. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was so cute. Like the idea, I was like all there for it, but then immediately I was like redesigning it to make it look more comfortable in my head. <laughs> I was like, this needs more pillows and cushions, y'all. <laughs> but and... it was very cool. And I've always wanted one of the, what do you call those windows that open out and sort of, like yeah, round. what do they call those? I, I don't know, but I've always wanted one of those windows, and I would totally sit in my window and read, but I just need something a little bit more comfortable there. <laughs> well, the problem, if it's too comfortable, then you fall asleep. Well, you know, I'm not going to... I, I'm not going to complain about having a good nap. Rachel. <laughs> Fair, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, and then he says, you offered an incredible gift to others. Someone needed to do that to you. Yeah. So cute. And I think 
Can I, sorry, one more friendship idea here is that that really highlights reciprocity, right? That mm-hmm. when we put good things out to people, we get good things back or that that's what friends do. I helped you and you helped me. And it's not like a like we're keeping count. It's just sort of the dance of friendship that we yeah. help people when they're in need, you know. Yep, and so definitely. I love that. <laughs> and so then the dad, his dad and mom show up and they have oh, a, a fancy van for her for the okay, that was cool. it was super cute it was good i still think it would be better if they worked the out so they didn't money. Have, i don't know i just didn't like his character the dad but let's just have like the kids from the library and and the parents raise money for a van i'm on board with that right yeah <laughs> exactly he says, we have a uh, we have a few rewrites and uh <laughs> He says, help, uh, help is there, help was needed. I bet you didn't think you had a whole community uh, Mm -hmm. behind you. That was really cute. And they're going to support him in making his furniture and everything. So it's going to be, everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And then they also say that they're going to do the data services and the corporate construction until their dreams get off the ground, which again, I really liked. Mm -hmm. I compromised. Um, and I also, I like the fact that they didn't have the, uh, the kind of the deathbed scene. I mean, I, that all kind of helped it to feel less manipulative. I don't yeah. know. I, I appreciated that. And so the, the next is the one year later, uh, adopt, with her adopting the girls. And they just mentioned mm-hmm. that Nina made it through the summer, yeah. um, and then passed away and, and uh, so that was very, that was very emotional. And I loved the little girls wearing those crowns. That was so yeah. cute. <laughs> oh. Uh, and then you find out if the, then he shows him and he's going to be proposing. He shows the ring to the girls. It was so cute. And they approve and mm-hmm. they don't show that scene. And that I think is also critical to the storyline here that it's focusing on. Nina and Melody and then Holly and Ivy and yeah. then on on JJ. <laughs> we, hey bud, we got a new nickname for you. Congrats, Jeremy. You have a new nickname. JJ. <laughs> but and like I like that. And yeah. it looked like he also can I just say for a moment, like that ring box looked like he made it and it was gorgeous. Yeah. That was cute. <laughs> And uh, then they toast to Nina, which was so sweet. Yes. And then they're doing their dance in front of the tree. And so that finished off the movie. And and like I said, I feel like this was a bit of a risk for Hallmark. It's definitely something different that they don't tend to do. I think a lot of people have the impression that Hallmark movies are like this, but they're really not. Like I hear people say things like, oh, super sappy, super. And super emotional stuff like that so it's like a hallmark movie and i'm like no it's not really very rarely no that's not at least not in the (laughs) movies that i have watched there have been there have been moments or movies where it's like okay this is the moment but i've never been like okay here come the waterworks (laughs) that's right i'm more like all right where's the meat cute Where's the bad man of business and where's the kiss going to be at the end like it like, I guess 
uh, like if people are like, oh, Hallmark movies are a little predictable, I'd be like, okay, that's fair, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's what a lot of people like about them. And then they also like maybe the one out of how many movies did you say over Christmas was not about romance. So it was a little bit different. And I think like, that's what people like about it. That's why people watch these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I think this one's a good one. Uh, let us know if you're listening what you think of Holly and Ivy. Did you like it? Not like it. would love to hear your thoughts. And Elisa, where can people find you? Yes, you can find me on Friends with Elisa. I've merged all of my social media, my email, my webpage to cover best forevers, fatalities, and my upcoming podcast, Unrequited, to be under one house, which is again called Friends with Elisa. And that's on all the socials, Gmail, webpage. The only thing is Twitter is Friends W Elisa, because apparently it was too long. And then my personal Twitter that I use to often talk about TV and friendship and otherwise is Dr. Elisa Lucas. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. And also make sure you're following the podcast on Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. All the information for that is in the description. So please take a look. And uh, it's always fun. And we'll look forward to whatever we're going to be talking about for our friendship next month. It's going to be fun. Ooh, <laughs> yay, friendship. Merry <laughs> Christmas in July. Bye, everyone. Bye.